What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 201 and we're finally talking Fable. And what's special about this episode is that Fable won our second chance poll. If you don't know, every month our Patreons get to vote on a game that they want to hear covered on the show that I've never played and then I play it and then we talk about it and I mean it kind of explains itself but for every game that wins a Patreon poll there's five losers and so to celebrate the two-year anniversary of the Patreon poll earlier this year I took a loser from 24 previous Patreon polls and dropped them into a second chance uh I I poll like I'm saying poll too much it's, it's weird but I dropped them into a second chance poll and uh it came down to Fable and Metal Gear Solid 3 and Fable frankly kind of ran away with it and I don't know I I I didn't think that many people liked Fable that much but it out of 24 games it really wasn't close Metal Gear Solid 3 was the only game that really even had a chance at tackling Fable and honestly I was more excited to play Fable anyways I'll I'll explain my mislike for Metal Gear Solid 3 and play one remake one erase one you'll hear that in a minute and if you're like mislike isn't a word tell that to Final Fantasy Tactics because I lifted that straight out of Final Fantasy Tactics and I'm saying that now whenever I don't like something I don't dislike it I mislike it that's good shit uh Fable that's what we're talking about and uh it's just like it's one of the OG Xbox games. I love the original Xbox and I never really played Fable. I I remember trying it when it first came out and I didn't even get out of the academy where the game starts. It just didn't scratch me where my itch which and I itch all over and it never scratched me there. Um but this time I did. I finally got out of the academy. I finished the game. I played very evil in case you're wondering because that's the only way to play games like this. And I remember how much of a letdown fable was when it came out not because it was bad but because it was so fucking hyped up and anyone that was around back then remembers it um and now playing it for the first time 18 years after it released i i feel the exact same way a lot of people felt about it when it came out it's not that it was bad it was okay it was it was fine but it wasn't anything special and i felt a little bit let down and i because i remember the hype from 2004 when it came out and and the thing is, is sometimes it's hard to 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 give a game a fair shake, a retro game, and look at it objectively and not compare it to games that came after it. You know, when I play a game from the NES or the Genesis or the Super Nintendo or something for the first time, it can be hard to not, you know, compare it to games that are coming out these days, indie titles and stuff like that, which isn't fair to those old games. Um, but Fable came out in the same generation as Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Final Fantasy X, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, Jade Empire, uh, I'm sure there's countless other ones, and and as an RPG, um, I think it's fair to compare it to those other ones, and I don't think it measures up to those. I can't speak to Jade Empire, but I personally like Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Final Fantasy X, and Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door more as a, as a RPG from that generation uh, than I did Fable. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I, I still don't entirely know how I feel about it. To be completely honest, I still can't decide where it falls on the scale for me. Um, my buddy Keegs is my guest on the show this week, and we spent 
about an hour talking about Fable, which is almost as long as the fucking game itself is. Um, we talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, why it wasn't bad, but why it wasn't great, why it didn't live up to expectations. Uh, and we're going to get to all that in just a minute because speaking of not necessarily being bad, but certainly not living up to expectations, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Her intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff like that. It's it's like our intro is like the academy section in Fable. You know, there's nothing too dangerous. It's just an old man yelling at you and getting you ready for what's to come. That's our intro. But if you don't want to listen to it and you're just here for Fable Talk, skip about 30 minutes down the road and then you'll get into a an hour of fable chat. Uh, I got to get my plugs in, especially because we're having a sale on merch. So listen, God damn it. Listen, we have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all rocking badass art drawn by my man, Joe over at four, five, four, five creative.com. You can find all of our merchandise at remember the game If you're interested, it is a great way to support the show to support the little guy. And we're running a 20% off sale for the entire month of June to celebrate episode 200. I wanted to run a 200% off sale, but my girlfriend explained that that would not be very good business. So we just moved the decimal over one place to 20%. Go to rememberthegamepodcast.com and use the promo code RTG200 for 20% off all of your Remember the Game swag if you're interested. And of course, if you're one of those types that doesn't like clothes, which I can relate to, I'm naked as I say these words, you can always just support us over on Patreon. It's about the best bargain in the history of the universe. For just two bucks a month, you get two additional podcasts podcasts every fucking week you'll get game patch every friday which is where i look at all the biggest news in modern video games and i add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff like that and with stuff like summer game fest and things coming out the next week game patch is going to be a banger uh, the next couple episodes with all the gaming news coming out this summer. And you also get ex- access to Expansion Pass every Thursday, which is a different show every week. I do game rankings. I look back at characters, consoles. We do some comedy episodes. We do modern game reviews. This past week for Expansion Pass, we talked about the games that got you through the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people ended up with some time at home over the past couple of years. So we just talked about those special games that kind of helped you stay sane when you were locked indoors with your... with your family oh god and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the game that got you through the pandemic and i did get a lot of messages like this one from paul who wrote in and said lol i wish i got to stay home during the pandemic i did get quite a few messages from people that said stuff like that my sincere apologies to those of you that actually had to go to work and weren't just allowed to sit at home and play video games like the rest of us. Fortunately, as a stand-up comedian, uh, comedy clubs weren't allowed to let you all in there to spit on each other for a year and change. So I had lots of time to sit around and play video games, as did a bunch of you. So I've got a list started. Um, the first one that I put down on my list was Tetris Effect Connected. And you have all heard me talk about Tetris Effect Connected before. I think most of you know me more for Tetris 99. Um, but I, I started playing Tetris Effect Connected on Xbox Game Pass and I've said it on this podcast and I will say it again. If you've never played this game and you like Tetris, um, I will go as far as to say, I think that Tetris Effect Connected is the single best solo Tetris experience I've ever had. So 
So that's now available in our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass number 114, uh, I'm going to review Tunic, the indie title that's currently available on Xbox and PC. They just announced it's coming to PlayStation in September. I played it about a month ago, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to review it, but I've had some time to let it digest. And I figure now that PlayStation gamers are going to have access to it too, it would make a decent episode. It's a really fun game. So that's what I'll do tomorrow is a spoiler-free review of Tunic for those of you that are interested. So again, two bucks get you two additional podcasts every week plus instant access to over 200 archived episodes plus access to our discord which is just almost i think it's at 600 some members now uh the chance to vote in our patreon poll at the beginning of every month which is running right now until monday the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts and you're going to get a shout out here in the intro and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to our newest patreons Andreas, Andreas, Andreas Rapp, Samu Mitchell, Christian Gabriel, Bill Adams, Clax, SBM Mac, John Millard, A Desert Penguin, Jake Ashford, Cordell Cummings, X Atlas, Maverick Marty, Temple Fugit. <laughs> I don't know if I said that one right. Tannis Treebeard, Charles Vines, Radioactive Man. Look out, Radioactive Man. Necronid, Je- Jeffrey Zollers. Bad, I think it's fish, but they put an X in place of the I, so bad fixish. Jessman316, Lix, TG, TJ, Kendrick, Caleb Noons, Justin Lanfear, and Call Me Carl. You got it, Carl. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon every month is being added into a pool that will be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year. We're over $1,000 and we still have seven months to go. So fucking A. Thank you all. So, so much. And we're almost at a thousand patrons, which is fucking insanity. Uh, so thank you all. And if you're interested, you can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash member the game, not remember. Uh, I don't really have a consistent schedule anymore. I just get on there whenever I can, but I don't beg you for subs or anything. You can just tell me why I'm wrong and look at my face or listen to me ramble about Lego or fucking whatever. Anyway. All right. There you go. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridges that are opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows. All right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is SBM Mac, who wrote in and said, just started supporting this week. Thank you, Mac. Anyways, I know you're not a PC guy, Adam, but I own a PC and a Switch. And often when I'm on my PC, I have trouble figuring out what I should play, even though I have a vast library of amazing games throughout Steam and Epic Games. Do you ever have these moments? Doesn't matter on what console. It happens on Switch for me as well. It just seems to happen more often on PC. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, Mac. I can't imagine there's a single gamer listening to this that doesn't have days like that where you're like, maybe the kids are in bed or the wife or the husband or whatever is gone and you're like, fuck yeah, I got two hours to just stretch out and stick my hand down my pants and fucking play video games. And then you fire up your, you know, your PC. I don't know how PC gamers, do you fire up your PC or do you just wake it up? I don't know. I don't know what PC gamers do, but you fire up your console or fucking whatever. And then you just, you spend the entire hour you have to play just flipping through the library. And then you like start up like four games, turn them off and then just end up like, you know, watching TV or something. I've been there. I think everyone's been there. I will say it happens to me less now because of the podcast, because I almost always have two or three games on the go for the show. So, uh, whenever I can't decide what to play, I just work on something for the podcast. But when I'm just playing something of my own, 
uh, that that isn't specifically for the podcast, yeah, I go through that as well. I'll fire, especially with you know stuff like Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online, and like I have my PS Plus games that I've added, and there's just this fucking overwhelming. It's not like when you were a kid and you had three games, and it was like, well. Do, do I want to play game one, game two, or game three? There's literally hundreds of games at your fingertips now. Uh, I everyone, I think everyone can relate to that. So don't let it get you down. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really have any advice on how to deal with it. Start a podcast. <laughs> that would be my advice. Start a podcast and then just play whatever the fucking listeners tell you to play. That's 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 what I do. Maybe just try doing that. But no, we've all been there, Mac. We've all been there. Thank you for the support. And thank you for writing in, my friend. Tantrum70 wrote in and said, Have you ever covered any of the Turbo Graphics system? I know you can play Bonk's Adventure on other platforms. I thought it was going to be the best system ever when I bought it. But sadly, no. And Chris Larkin wrote in with a similar question. Hello, Mr. Blank. First time using the first time writer line. Well played. Have you ever thought of digging into the Neo Geo library of games? So I do occasionally get asked, like, you're going to cover anything Turbo Graphics or Neo Geo? Uh, the <laughs> fucking Sega Saturn does come up on occasion. For the record, I'm never playing Sega Saturn game at this point just because I won't let that meme die. Um, I've never played anything Turbo Graphics, Neo Geo. I never played anything. Atari or ColecoVision. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other like oddball. Uh, Virtual Boy. Some people have brought the Virtual Boy. I've never played a Virtual Boy. So I wouldn't say uh, that I'll never cover them. I didn't know. Like, is there a demand? Is is that, I don't know. Is that something people would be interested in? I know there's like a TurboGrafx-16 Mini out there. I'd, I'd look into picking one up if that's something people would be interested in. I just... I don't know if I know anyone that played them as a kid. I don't, I know I didn't. Uh, so let me know on social media or reach out to me on Patreon or fucking whatever. Just tweet at me or Instagram at me. Uh, both of them are at member the game. And just let me know. Is that something that you'd be interested in? Cause if it is, I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, not Sega Saturn though. Fuck you, Saturn. Fuck you. Fucking Saturnians. No chance. Uh, thanks for writing in guys. Uh, Aiden Kennedy wrote in and said, Hey Adam, I am pumped to see the Colorado Avalanche in the cup final. Being a near Toronto guy, there aren't too many of us Avs fans around here. I used to be a Montreal Canadiens fan until the Patrick Waugh trade, and then I started following Colorado. I also always like to cheer against the home teams here and also became a Red Sox fan. Gross. I know you have some sports fandom that's beyond your local teams, and I was wondering how that came about. So I won't spend too much time on this because I know not everyone listening to this is a sports fan, but I do live in Edmonton, and I don't cheer for any Edmonton teams, except for the Edmonton Rush. I used to like, that was our lacrosse team. But I, I, me and two of my friends might have been the only people that cared about the Edmonton Rush, which is why they left and went to Saskatoon. It's bullshit. Uh, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan because my whole family are Toronto Maple Leafs fans. So I started cheering for them out of spite and then it just stuck. Uh, I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan for baseball because when I started semi paying attention to baseball, they were new and the worst team ever. And they had the ugliest logo in existence. And I just thought I'm going to get in on the ground floor so that they ever get good. I can say I've been there since day one, and now they are good, and I've been there since the early days. Uh, I like the Denver Broncos 100% because of the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Hank Scorpio buys Homer the Denver Broncos when he wanted to own the Dallas Cowboys, and it just I ran with that. And I don't really have a basketball team, so I guess that explains my fandom for my weird non-Edmonton franchises, just in case anybody is wondering. So go Habs, go Broncos, go Rays and uh, fuck everybody else. Thanks for writing in, Aiden. Lord Finish 
wrote in. He said, this question has nothing to do with your 200th episode. Trust me. But how do you take care of your voice? You talk a lot. And one could say you make a living with your voice. Your voice is like your tool. And as a chef, I take really good care of my tools, a.k.a. my knives. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I just have to be honest. I don't. I should. I do lose my I don't lose my voice as often as I used to. When I started in stand up, I lost my voice like fucking once every couple of months at least. And as you can all hear, I'm still a little raspy. It's been over a week, but I lost my voice in Las Vegas drinking too much and yelling at wrestlers. Uh so that that's like it's not always quite as shitty as it is now. Uh but no, I I have had other people including some comedians um suggest that I look into uh, hiring a voice coach or meeting with a voice coach to just look into protecting my voice. Cause you're right. It is kind of how I, I literally every penny I make in my life now is off of my voice between comedy and the podcasts. And I like, it, it's like a chef that just leaves their knives out and lets them get dull and rusty, but you know, they still manage to do the job. I take no care of my voice other than I drink a lot of water, but I mean, I pretty well swallow anything that gets near my face. Uh, take that and do with it as you will. I love, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't take very good care of my voice and I should. So thanks for, thanks for shaming me, Lord Finish. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly, mostly kidding. Lucas Charleston wrote in and said, Hey Adam, you talked about your Vegas trip, but you said it was your second best trip and Japan was your first. It's a dream for me to go to Japan. It would be so awesome to go to their arcades and shop and get into the Japanese geek culture. So is it true that Japanese, J that Japan is like an arcade paradise? Did you also get to see the Sega arcade? I heard it's closed its doors. It closed its doors last year. Uh, yeah, J Japan is totally arcade, like, I, we didn't go into too many arcades, mostly because you could smoke in them, and I don't smoke, and I have asthma, so I don't really enjoy being in areas where it's, and it's not like being in like a casino, like in Vegas, where people could smoke, but the air is constantly getting circulated, and it, you know, it doesn't affect, like, it, like, these fucking, some of these arcades, it was like, oh god, it was just like sitting in an ashtray. Uh, so we didn't spend as much time in them as, as I would have liked to, cause I couldn't fucking breathe, but yeah, they are everywhere. Uh, I don't think we went to a Sega specific arcade, but Sega was fucking everywhere in Japan. It's just, it's Japan is just such a beautiful country and the people are so polite and it's video games fucking everywhere. And it was just, if you're a gamer, uh, I cannot recommend it enough. You, you will have the time of your fucking life. It is just an incredible place. The best trip I've ever been on. Uh, we will go back to Japan at some point. I have no doubt in my fucking mind. Uh, we'll go back. That place is just, ah, ah, I loved it. I almost bought so many like Japanese video games, like, like a super Famicom and stuff. And then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? Like, I'm, I'm not like, I'm going to bring them home and then not be able to read what the game says. And, and, and but I love, I loved it there. So yes, go. And, and yeah, like, yeah, arcade games everywhere. Just know that you should be able to tolerate smoke. That's all. Uh, although it's been a few years, maybe they've changed that law now. I don't know. Uh, thanks for writing in. Uh, who was that? Lucas? Yeah, it was Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. A couple more and we'll move on here. Morgan said, Hey Adam, this weekend I was at Niagara Falls Comic Con. I'm always curious on the retro video games when I'm there. And I laughed at what I discovered. Chrono Trigger for 250 bucks. Ogre Battle for the 64 for 170 and Earthbound for $500. What the fuck? Should I sell my old games? When does the stack of old cartridges become valuable enough to let go? Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your collection. Um, but I will say I sold my, so I used to collect well before I ever started the podcast and I sold my collection about 10 years ago before the games really spiked, which means I fucking, you know, I'm dumb. Um, 
But I, I kept my Super Nintendo, and I kept about 20 of my favorite Super Nintendo games, even when I sold my collection. And I sold those around the time the Super Nintendo Classic came out because I just figured, like, I you know, I could use the I actually think I used the money to help pay for our trip to Japan. Uh, yeah, I did, now that I think about it. And uh, I just thought, like, these games are accessible to me, and they're so much more convenient to just play on my Switch or on my Super Nintendo Classic or whatever. Uh, I don't feel, you know, I don't have an old TV to hook them up to anymore. So I'm not going to say what you should do with them but i will say like if they're just if they're just collecting dust i don't think it's insane to look at selling them at this point because you've got uh access to all those games anyways um but you know if you have any kind of nostalgic attachment to them or whatever you don't need the money they're not taking up too much space then i'd say keep them because i don't think the prices are going down anytime soon you know i don't know how much higher they can fucking get but i don't think they're going down i mean i think i sold my copy of earthbound Without a box, just loose. I think I got 240 bucks for it. And that was six-ish years ago, five years ago. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was a few years ago anyway. Uh, so five, 500 bucks. Earthbound is a great fucking game, but it's not worth $500. Suck my balls. Um, yeah, that, I guess that'd be my long and short answer is if you're not using them, I, I would – like if I still had them, if I had not sold them when I did, I would have sold them by now. I would rather spend that money on a vacation and just play those games somewhere else. But that's me. I'm not judging anyone that collects. I've thought about getting back into collecting. It's just so goddamn expensive now. So there you go. Thanks for writing in, Morgan. And finally, it's letter time. It's letter time. Michael Daughtry? Is it like the singer? Daughtry? I'm not sure how to say your last name, Michael. Sorry, dude. Uh, Wrote in and said, I've been thinking a lot about the state of gaming and the over-enthusiastic fervor to to be anti-microtransactions, anti-mobile gaming. It's creating a very toxic environment around gaming content and the creators. The anti-loot box crowd has really steered the conversation to a place of hyperbole and divisiveness that would make American politics blush. My favorite take by the ardent anti-loot boxers is the sentiment that they are saving little Timmy from becoming a gambling addict who steals his mother's credit card to make unauthorized purchases ultimately leading him to the pits of despair the newest hotness is to hate is diablo immortal when these people act like the play to win mechanics are the second holocaust it does nothing to serve your narrative or further the conversation more importantly they're wrong we are inundated with video games it's not zero sum the video game industry is like going to the mall and choosing a restaurant if you want the grilled cheese it's on the menu but so is steak and potatoes now just because they put some cilantro on your plate with your steak doesn't mean you have to eat it and if you tell the restaurant you won't buy the steak with cilantro and they refuse to sell it to you any other way choose a different restaurant backslash rant those are a lot of big words, and I think I nailed most of them. Well said, Michael. Listen, I'm anti-loot box pretty heavy. Um, I will say, though, and I have said this many times, if a game only sells cosmetic stuff, if it's not pay to win, if it's pay to accessorize and things like that, I don't have a massive problem with it. As long as, with the caveat that they do make it uh, so that parents are able to put like a password or something like that in because it's not to me it's less about you know little as you worded it little timmy becoming a gambling addict that i'm not as worried about but i <laughs> i have family i have nieces and nephews that have ran up bills because the they didn't have the password thing set properly and they didn't know better and were just opening packages and bought stuff so it's and then and that's not on to me that's on the parents you have to set those passwords you have to lock those things up where i have a big problem there's two things that i have a massive problem with at this point nobody goes into a mobile game without thinking they're going to have to pay to access certain aspects of it that's on you if you want to play it by all means that's fine to the the two things that i have a problem with 
are when you can pay for an advantage. And what I mean by that is, and I don't play any of these games, so I, I don't know if I've got a specific example because I don't play any of these. I go to a different restaurant, as you worded it. Um, I, like if you can just buy the best gun or buy to just level, pay to just level up to level 50 and then demolish other players. And I know there are games out there like that. I don't have specific examples. I don't play them, but we all know they're out there. I don't care for that model. I don't care if you play it, but I just, as you said, I'm going to just pick a different restaurant. I'm like that. I don't, I'll take the grilled cheese somewhere else. I don't, I don't need that shit. The other thing I have a big problem with, and I don't care what anyone says. I don't know if I'd call it the second coming of the Holocaust, but I don't, I, I will not budge off the point that this is, uh, or I will not move off of this point. Some like EA's loot boxes in FIFA, for example, the loot packs or whatever the fuck they're called. You, I cannot be convinced that they don't set them up exactly like a slot machine with the bright colors and the sounds. And there's fucking studies everywhere that have confirmed that they are designed to give you that endorphin rush. And it's exactly like a slot machine does. And it is set up to try to induce addictive behavior. Uh, I still think it's on, you know, if you're an adult. That's fucking, you make your decisions. That's on you. If you're a kid, I think that there should be um, fail safes in place. So I agree with you in the sense of like, I think some people maybe over exaggerate how negative it is, but I agree with those people in the sense that I do think it's a big negative. Um, but it's no different than cigarettes. It's no, it's, well, it's not as bad as cigarettes, but it's no different than any other thing that's out there that can induce addictive behavior and take all of your money and stuff like that. Uh, to me, it, it, it falls just as much on the consumer as it does on the, um, produ I guess producer. I don't know what the technical term would be. I'm not smart enough to have this conversation. Uh, they should, they should have to put, uh, some safety measures in there to make it so it's not super quick and easy. You have to work your way into it and it should be on consumers to either exercise control understand what this is going in or keep their kids out. There's a reason a kid can't go into a casino and sit down at a slot machine. And I, I don't give a fuck what you say outside of money. Opening those loot packs in FIFA is the exact same thing. Bright fucking fancy colors. They're going to try to get you to just open one more, open one more, open one more. We don't let kids in there because they're not ready. If you lock it out on a console, that's fine. Now the kid has to go to the parent. The parent thinks the kid can play with it. Let the fucking kid play with it. If you're an adult, I don't really give a fuck what you do. Just be careful. That's all. Um, I just, to me, the problem is that I'm trying, I mean, we've done this dance before, so I feel like I'm just kind of repeating myself. Uh, I'm just going to, I don't know what else to say about it. I guess that's how I feel about it. I, I don't think they're the worst thing in the world. I just, I, I don't like them. So I go to a different restaurant, as you said. And I think that you're right. If you don't like them, don't play them. It's, I just, dude, I'm playing WWE 2K22 right now. Fucking loving it. But the My Faction mode is one of those modes where you have to open packs to get cards and stuff like that. Same as MLB The Show has as well. I don't play those modes because I just, I don't, I don't like that mechanic. I have no interest in putting any more money into it. So I don't go to those restaurants. It's that simple. Um, I do think they're predator, predatory, but as long as safety measures are put in front of them, I really don't care that they're out there. I, I don't know what else to say. I hope that makes sense. What I'm trying to say. Well worded. Uh, well said, Michael. Thanks for writing in, buddy. And thank you to everyone that wrote in this week. We got to move on. Let's change things up. And let's get into uh, our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. 
As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And I figured since we're talking one of the biggest games of 2004 this week with Fable, I would drop three more of 2004's heaviest hitters into contestants' row. We got Metal Gear Solid 3, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. 2004 was a banger of a year for video games, man. Holy fuck. Um, and 45% of you said that you would play The Thousand Year Door, remake KOTOR 2, and erase Metal Gear Solid uh i'm surprised that that was that much of a runaway 45 percent when you have six options is a fucking runaway win uh although i do think that thousand year door probably holds up the best of the three even though it's the only one of them i've actually played so i get why everyone would vote to play it i was a little shocked so many people erased metal gear solid 3 i thought everybody loved metal gear solid 3 but apparently that's not the case uh let's see what a few of you had to say here and then i'll tell you what the right answer was doug walsh wrote in and said first time writing in yada 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 uh, Doug, I'm going to call you out. Part of the reason you're getting red is because you put this answer in blowing in the cartridge. And I was like, that's a bold strategy. I'm going to put my play one, remake one, erase one comment under the blowing in the cartridge header to really catch some eyes. And it fucking worked. I only have one and you fucking got its eye. You got its attention. So well played, Doug. But Doug said, first time writing in yada, yada, yada. Play Paper Mario because I'm playing the original now for the first time and I want more. Doug, only ever... Play that one and play Thousand Year Door and then you're good. You don't have to play any other ones. Uh, remake Snake Eater because modern technology can make the ladder twice as tall and the infamous song thrice as bizarre. Erase KOTOR 2 because I bought the original and ejected it 15 minutes after starting it because of the annoying alien voices. Speak human assholes. Fair enough, but you're going to fucking regret saying that when the aliens come here. I'm telling you right now, Doug. You better learn alien or you're going to... I don't know. Bold take. But thanks for writing in, buddy. I appreciate... I like the strategy. I like that. Uh, Clax wrote in and said, first time posting. Never played any of these, but I love me some Mario, so Thousand Year Door would be played. I'll remake KOTOR for new systems, and Metal Gear Solid goes in the bin since there hasn't been a good Metal Gear since the original NES version, which was mint. <laughs> I love it. I like it, Clax. That's fucking Pepsi AC levels of hot there, buddy. I, I appreciate that. I don't know if I agree with that, but I fucking I love the boldness. Uh, oh, boy. There hasn't been a good Metal Gear since the NES one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Samu Mitchell wrote in and said, First time playing officially as a patron. I'd play Metal Gear Solid 3. I had some great times with this game, and it still plays pretty smooth on the collection and 3DS editions. I'd remake KOTOR 2. It was a great story that went unfinished and had some terrible bugs that I believe just needed some polish to make it a fantastic game. And I'll erase Paper Mario, the thousand whatever door. Loved the original. Played it a whole summer after breaking my thumb playing basketball. I burned a hole in my palm twirling the joystick. I just never played the GameCube installment. Bet it's great. Can't judge it properly, and I don't want to break the rules. That's fair. I respect anyone that doesn't want to break the rules around here i do like that you called it erase paper mario thousand whatever door when year is the only word you were missing and year is a substantially shorter word than whatever i i respect that uh laura cross tits wrote in and said fuck sakes wrote in and said play thousand year door never played a paper mario game but always wanted to remake kotor 2 great story great game putting it on current gen systems with updated graphics and no load times which were kind of ridiculous in this game would be awesome erase metal gear solid 3 this whole franchise has never done anything for me so erasing metal gear solid 3 was an easy choice and i know a lot of you got pretty bent out of shape over the consistent erasing of metal gear solid 3 uh, but then you're not going to like my fucking answer in a minute. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I really, I'm shocked so many people are erasing it, but I, whatever, I digress. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Graham wrote in and said, many time commentator, 
or commenter. First time I've actually commented on play one remake one erased one. I <laughs> all right. Fucking I no, it's fine. I was gonna say pretty soon I'm gonna say if you put first time, you're not getting red, but I get a kick out of the way some of you word it, so it's good stuff. Um Graham said, play KOTOR 2 because that game was great as it was. Remake Metal Gear Solid 3 with modern control so I can finally see if all the crazy hype surrounding this game is actually legit. And erase Paper Mario because I could never really get into the Paper Mario games. I've been in the minority that says KOTOR 2 was better than the first. Keep up the awesome content, Adam. Yeah, you are definitely in the minority with that take, but I want to fucking, I want to find out for myself. I can't wait to play fucking KOTOR 2. Uh, and I do agree with the idea of remaking Metal Gear Solid 3 and cleaning the controls up. I... It's not what I'm going to do, but I agree with that logic. And X Atlas wrote in and said, play Paper Mario as I was never much in a Nintendo guy and I figured I missed out on a large chunk of gaming. Remake Metal Gear Solid. The games were amazing up until the later installments just tried to do too much. And unfortunately, Erase KOTOR 2. Game has a special place in my heart, but honestly, the story felt rushed and unfinished at the end and left me feeling unsatisfied. As someone that has left many people feeling unsatisfied, I that sucks, Atlas. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm going with a vast minority of you this week. 6% of you voted the way I would go, including Andre, who said, this one was easy for me, but I'm breaking the Adam rule. I would play KOTOR 2. This game is a masterpiece and a perfect follow-up to an amazing first game. Uh, I would remake Paper Mario. I would pretty much just, or I would make pretty much, I would, pardon me, I would remake it pretty much as a graphic remaster to the level of the Origami King, but leave the rest of it alone except for some minor quality of life improvements. This game is perfect and it doesn't need to be changed. I would erase Metal Gear Solid 3. This is where I break the Atom rule and erase a game I've never played. The only game in this series I have ever played is the first one and I didn't like it. I have no ill will about sending this to the trash heap with the rest of the franchise. I don't necessarily agree with your logic, Andre, but I do agree with your order. I would play Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 because I played the first one in its original form last year. I fell in love with it and it only seems right to play the second one in its original format. So I'll play that. I'm going to remake Paper Mario. And all I would really do is put it on the Switch and I would get rid of some of the backtracking because there's a lot of backtracking in this game. But other than that, I would, it's still playable. I would leave it alone. And I'm going to erase Metal Gear Solid 3. And I rarely erase the games that I haven't played. And I was really tempted to remake Metal Gear Solid 3 and erase Thousand Year Door because I've played Thousand Year Door. But I still think that the Thousand Year Door was the last good Paper Mario game. And Metal Gear Solid 3 is paying the price for Metal Gear Solid 2's shittiness. If you've never heard it, go back and listen to Remember the Game. I don't remember what episode it was. But the one in our archives, we talked Metal Gear Solid 2. I hated that game and I've never gone back to the Metal Gear Solid franchise since. So Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, it's not your fault, but you're Metal Gear Solid 2's brother. And I hate your brother. So I hate you by default. Thanks everyone for playing. Uh, what have I been? Uh, what have I been playing over the last seven days? And then we'll get into Fable. I'm still playing Pokemon Gold. Uh, really, really enjoying it. I I never thought a Pokemon game would replace Red and Blue as my favorite because I like the old school Pokemon way more than the new ones. Uh, Gold is taking a run at it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm also playing WWE 2K22 and uh, really, really enjoying it as well. WWE has finally returned to form. I think it's not perfect, but it's really fun. And then I've been playing Splinter Cell as it won May's Patreon poll. Uh, you'll have to wait a week or two to hear what I think of that game, but I, I don't like it as much as Pokemon Gold or WWE. I can tell you that right fucking now. And uh, I think that's all I've been playing over the last week. Yeah, that's it. Let's talk Fable. That's why you kids are here. We're at 34 minutes. It's time to talk Fable. I'd like to give a few of you a chance to sound off on the game we're talking about before my guests and I hog the spotlight. Woomph 15. I don't know how to fuck to say that. Wrote in and said, great memories playing this game. I really like how the decisions you make in the game impact how your character evolves. I always chase the chickens and kick them. In all the Fable games I've ever played, I love playing as evil as possible as well. We definitely get into talking about kicking chickens around. And yeah, you either play evil or don't play it. Why else would you play it? I agree with you. Michael Mathis wrote in and said, 
I love this game. I could not wait for it to come out back in 04, and I really wasn't that disappointed. I love the style, mechanics, graphics, all of it. The one criticism I'd have would be the ending. For me, it felt like Fable went out and hit all these amazing dunks, and then when it came time for the big finale of the Dunky Contest, they just kind of laid it up. I would definitely recommend a playthrough, though. Uh, I agree with that 100% as far as the... I don't know if I liked it as much as you, but I definitely thought the ending kind of fucking sucked. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes, but the ending was a dud, in my opinion. Uh, Edridge FPV wrote in and said, can't wait to hear this review. I've started this game a couple of times, but always lost interest. Uh, honestly, I don't know if we're going to convince you to go back, Edridge, but at least we're going to let you know what you missed out on, because I was like that until this final time I played it as well. Spencer Sat Zatmary wrote in and said, I played this game a little after it came out on my original Xbox. I had such a great time and I got so evil, grass would die around me. I don't know if that's fucking true, but that sounds badass as tits, whether that's true or not. That fucking, like, almost turned me on a little bit. That sounds so evil. The grass just died as you walked around. I fucking love that. MC Accio wrote in and said, Fable is the greatest RPG of all time. More like Fable is the most mid of all time. But I will say the game did have a lot of great concepts, like the moral system. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a very average game, as you're about to hear. Finally, James Black has the final word. Fable was a decent hack and slash with some light RPG elements. The game's ambition clearly didn't translate into the final product, but I do remember enjoying the impact that the decisions and actions would have on your physical appearance. The final fight with Jack of Blades was meh, but not nearly the letdown that Fable 2's final boss was. And you're going to hear, that's how we start this conversation off, with, is talking about Fable 2, because... Every time that game comes up, someone tells me to play it. Someone says, avoid it like the fucking plague. Uh, but Keegs almost convinces me. And we're going to let you hear that right now. I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, my buddy Keegs and I are going to look back at... Oh, no, I don't have the release date. At Fable, that came out sometime in 2004 because I forgot to update the release date for my notes last week. Uh, so I don't know when it came out. Sometime in 2004. Enjoy this mediocre podcast. I suck at this. Let's go. Okay, so, uh, as I probably explained during the intro, uh, this week, th we did a, a two-year anniversary Patreon poll with losers from the first 24 Patreon polls uh, getting a second chance. And Fable not only won the poll, but it ran away with the poll pretty handedly. I think Metal Gear Solid 3 was the only game to even come close to it. Uh, and I'm glad Fable won, because fucking Metal Gear Solid. Anyways, uh, so joining me via the blank phone this week to talk about said fable is uh one of the moderators of our discord the bebop of our community it's uh my buddy keegs how's it going man bebop i thought i was rock steady i i changed it up oh okay it's creative license i can i mean i was gonna make you uh toka but uh no we'll stick with bebop and rock steady uh anyway I mean, how, yeah how, i'll take it yeah exactly <laughs> bebop's, bebop's the leader i think is he the leader of the Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Well, like, his name comes it's first. Wicked. Yeah. So, anyway, I wonder, like, if they ever fought... Who wins a fight? I, we are going to talk Fable, everybody, I promise. But who wins a fight to the death? Bebop or Rocksteady? Uh, probably Rocksteady, probably, right? He's, yeah, he's a fucking he's the, rhino. He's got a horn. Yeah, he's a rhino. Like, Bebop, at the end of the day, is just a pig. Yeah. Yeah, like a warthog like if, or whatever. If he was a hippo instead of a pig, I would give it to him because hippos are fucking scary, but... Yeah. Hmm. 
Man, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, that'll be maybe I'll maybe that'll be the fifth podcast I launch someday. Is who would win a fight, and we'll just pick two random things and make them fight and decide who would win. That's the worst. That's Terrible. going to be riveting. Terrible. Anyways, remember <laughs> the fight. Uh, no, we're talking fable, and uh, I'll ask you, dude. Did you vote for this one on that poll? Do you remember? Uh, I think I might have. I'm trying to remember what else was on the poll. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was 24 I games. Think, it was lots. Yeah, I think Beautiful Joe might have been up there, so I would have voted for that if it was. Okay. Um, but now you. So, but you, you, but you, you've played some Fable. You're a Fableite. Uh, yeah, I I played all three of them actually. Okay, so then I'll ask you. And like, I know this episode is about Fable. And in case anyone is wondering, I have not played fable two or fable three but every time they come up somebody says play them and somebody says they suck or somebody says play one and they say the other one sucks and if you look back on my comments anytime i've posted on social media that i'm playing fable somebody has commented this one sucks play the second one and someone has replied been like the second one sucks blah 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 blah. so our i mean i probably will play them eventually but i'll just i'm gonna put you in the hot seat so no one fucking yells at me this week uh, are Fable 2 and 3 better or worse than this one? They're both. <laughs> In no, my no. opinion. Like no, no, sir. No, no, no. That's what I mean. they're, they're, better, they're better and worse. Some stuff I didn't like the changes they made, and then some stuff they improved it. Okay, like, but if you, if, you had to defi- them... if you had to definitively rank the three Fable games, what order are you ranking them in? Best to worst? Oh, yeah. I, no, no. I, fuck I, you. I, I want you to sweat. To I have worst? to do this I don't all fucking the time. know. I haven't played them... I haven't played them in so long. Well, I don't know if I can rank on the on the spot. I don't think I could rank them. Well, maybe you have, two, one, three. All right. You. I was gonna say you. I don't remember you, liking three as much as I like the other two. All right. You either rank them or everyone's gonna make fun of you for being a pussy. So I'm glad that you fucking. Yeah, well, there, there's there's my definitive ranking then. Table two, table one, table three. Got it. Okay. And if you anyone is mad about it, you can message him on social media. I will put his handles. Uh, everywhere, so you'll be able to find Keek seventy seven, pretty much anywhere. Yeah, there you go, Keek seventy seven. I like okay, so because I have not played obviously Fable two or Fable three. I played this. I played a little bit of Fable back when it came out in two thousand four, but I never got out of the like academy that starts. I just didn't really get into it. Yeah. Never went back. Uh, now I have finally played it, and it's so funny, dude, because you and I were just talking about this off air too. Like I re- I remember when Fable came out, like all those years ago. And like, I think anyone that was into gaming back then remembers like, I don't know if there had ever been a game as hyped as fable when fable came out, at least not by their own producers. Like the, yeah. the like those, like the, the co-founder of the, of the company, I remember the company that made it, but the co-founder, I remember them talking about like, like this. Okay. For anyone that knows music, angels and airways, when angels and airways first launched, Tom DeLong, oh, former leader of blink 182, <laughs> Uh, was going on about how like they were going to be bigger than you two and stuff like that. And then they weren't. Yeah. And then he was like, I was high on back medicine. We weren't that big. That's kind of what this game was. Like, yeah, is that a good comparison? Uh, Lionhead Studios. No, because Lionhead Studios has never admitted that they overhyped the game. Yeah, okay. And they never admitted that they had an addiction to back medicine either. Um, yeah. But they did. They, Bro, they hyped the balls out of this game. Like, yeah, this was going to be the like, this was literally going to change gaming forever. And then it came well, out and it was like, oh, all right, it was fine. 
<laughs> yeah, the, well, the main thing they were hyping it, and, like, they were comparing it to shit like The Elder Scrolls, which I think, like, Morrowind was what was out at the time. Yeah, I think so. And it's like, they're like, oh, you think you got choice in Morrowind? Wait till you play Fable. And then Fable came out, and it's like, okay, yeah, like, your choices affect stuff in the game more, but you don't really actually have that many choices on what to do. No, and, like, Is I... It, like there are people that just straight up hate this game, but there I think I think a lot of people's opinion of of at least the original Fable. That's all we're talking here. I think a lot of the the common sentiment is like it's not that it was in a bad game, but it wasn't anything like what they were making it out to be. And yeah, I played this eighteen years after it came out and literally felt that exact thing, like eighteen years later. And I'm like, and it's and listen, I understand that it's not fair to compare Fable to fucking Elder Scrolls Skyrim or Fallout 3 or Witcher or insert your favorite like open world game that's out now. I get that that's not a fair comparison, but like I remember how hyped this game was back then too. And I'm playing it. I'm like, if I had played this back then, I think I would feel exactly what I feel like right now. I'd be like, it was okay. It was not what you made it out to be. And it's been about three weeks since I finished this game. And I still, as you and I are sitting here talking, I can't decide if I like this game or not. I'm really not sure. Yeah. And I, I mean that literally. I can't just, I really don't know. It was, it was okay. It was, it was, I don't know what else to say about it. It was, you know, was, I mean, yeah. we have more to say about it, but like, right? Like, do you yeah, like well, it? I mean, like my main thing, it's like, it, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto to me, where like playing through the story missions and stuff isn't the best part of the game. It's doing all the fuck around extra stuff. Right. But like, like driving around in a car, just killing people in Grand Theft Auto is fun. Why did I have to bring up Grand Theft Auto? This is what I did on Final Fantasy X episode. Yeah. Regardless, <laughs> fucking around in Fable is my favorite part. Is yeah. Like running around, being an asshole, killing everybody, and then like buying up all the houses. Yeah. Like, I mean, I agree with that. I, I was certainly having more. And like, and, like, I was certainly having more fun fucking around than I was playing the main game. But, like, even fucking around, like, I'm really not, it almost felt like playing, like, a like an indie version of Elder Scrolls. Like, if an, yeah. and, I, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, because I think everyone knows, like, I have an indie fetish. I love indie games. But, like, indie games, by and large, for the most part, feel like smaller, more creative versions of the big AAA games. And... I don't know if I would say this game was more creative, but it felt like a smaller bite-sized version of one of those big open world games that you play today. Like, and even going back to the original Xbox, like I played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic a year or two ago. Uh, that game was fucking insanely, like so much bigger than Fable was. Yeah, and it, it came out around the same time, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's unfair to criticize Fable for not having the here's your one per episode, not having the enough meat on the bone because other games from this era had it. It just, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it, it very, like, if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about with the hype around this game, like I implore you look up articles about the hype around fable. Like they yeah. were, they, if they my Chris said it, my buddy, Chris was saying this, like if a, if a, if a studio did this today, they, I mean, maybe you could argue cyberpunk did this, uh, they would get annihilated. I mean, uh, No Man's Sky did that. Yeah, 
Yeah, fair. Yeah, that you know what? I think that's the game a- ended up being a fucking dud on launch. Fable was at least just a fine game. Yeah, it wasn't quite as bad. But- yeah, even like yeah, I don't know if it's a fair comparison to compare to Cyberpunk because like Cyberpunk had all the content they were making it out to be. It just didn't work. Yeah. Whereas Fable, what was in there worked. There just wasn't very much of it. Uh, yeah. It was like ordering like a really good meal at a restaurant and then getting it, and it's like you're like, this isn't gonna fill me up. <laughs> you're like these are good wings but there's like six wings here what the fuck is this that's what this game felt like to me uh and i just i don't know i can't i don't know i guess we should start talking about the game i just i'm really i don't know like i don't <laughs> think i i don't like i don't hate it but i don't think yeah. i like it i just feel like it's like i've played it now and i'm glad i played it i have no no urge to ever play it again. Like, have you played it multiple times? Uh, I did back in the day because that's just like if you know, I, like I was a teenager, so I had a bit more access to games. But it was definitely like one of the few games we had, so right. it's what we played. Right. So, but so, but you didn't play it over and over again because you were like, "This is incredible." You played it because you're like, "Well, that's the game I have." Yeah, I mean, like it was fun. Like, like, I, like I said, especially fucking around, like killing everybody was always fun. Sure. The, the original, original version of the game was full of glitches that you could do too to just like do weird stuff. Like you could, uh, there was like, uh, like you could freeze time in like the entire world. You could make yourself permanently giant. Like all kinds of crazy shit. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, when I said like it wasn't like Cyberpunk because it did work, I was kind of wrong. It didn't totally. I mean, work. there it's it's not so much like a glitch that made the game not work more. It's like exploiting bugs. Okay. All right. All right. I can live with that. Okay. So if you didn't want to exploit the bugs, the game would have just worked like normal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The game worked fine. Okay. But so you could you could exploit some bugs to make to for me to have a little bit extra fun. Sure. Okay. All around. right. I can get on board with that. Okay. So then, all right, well, then I guess we'll start with the story. Because, like, there are some things about this game I really like. And there are some things about this game that, like, I'm not going angry at him. I don't think my voice has angry at him in it anyway. I'm not angry about it. I just think it fucking sucks, like, certain things about this game. But, like, the basic story is you're, like, this little kid in this crappy village. And these thieves come and burn your village down and kill everybody. But you end up getting taken away by, oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Um, Maze. Maze. I was going to say math. I knew it wasn't math. I knew it started with a maze. Yeah, it's basically math. Yeah, basically. Maze isn't a real name anyways. It's not even like a cool fantasy name. It's just a stupid name. No, I, I think it's kind of a cool name. I like that. <laughs> My name is Adam Blank. I'd kill to be a maze. That'd be fucking maze blank. Yeah. Anyway, this fucking weird old guy comes and takes you away, and then you have to go live at his crappy school, and then they teach you how to be a hero i guess is what they call you like they teach you how to like use your knight use your or use your sword use your bow use your magic and then basically like it starts but you just like i i just i i I just don't think the story fucking matters like i get that there's a story there but like and listen and i agree with you dude when you said like in gta it's more fun to fuck around than to focus on the story i agree with you i feel like that which is what any open world game but like even by those standards, uh, and if you disagree, I'd be interested to hear your take. I think the story in this game fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, like, it goes from just, like, kind of eh, and then, like, 
I think it's pretty much once you do like the find the archaeologist mission, then like the game doesn't really know what it wants to do to end it. And it just kind of rushes you to the end. It's like, here's the end of the game now. Yeah, dude. Yes. Like I spent the first like, cause it's not a long game either. You could beat it in like 12 hours or something, but like, I mean, unless you totally go fuck around and everything, uh, but you don't, it, it's, it's quick. And like, it just felt like all of a sudden it was like, I met that like Jack of blades guy or whatever. And then found out that like my mom is here and she's alive and I rescue her from the prison and like, and that was like, it just felt like, and then all of a sudden it was just yeah. like, it was over. Like I get to keep yeah. the sword. I get to kill my sister and the Jack of blades is gone. And then I take over and then that's it. Like it just, it just felt like such, I, I don't, I don't, I know I'm going to take shit from fucking diehard Fable fans, but I don't care. It feels like they wrote this story in like half an hour and yeah. just threw it in. Am I? But it feels like lunch? they wrote the end and the start first. They're like, okay, well, we want you to be a little orphan kid, but we want this Jack of Blades guy who's super cool to be the big bad. How are we going to get there? Yeah. And then they just threw a bunch of ideas and then just like tried to like chart like that Charlie Day meme with Pepe Sylvia to try and connect everything. And yes. It just didn't really work. Yeah. It just, it just fucking sucks. I don't like, I don't, I don't mean to like, I know some people are going to be like, Oh, I wish they'd spent more time on the story, but I'm like, I'm sorry. This story is fucking hot garbage. Like I, I yeah. hate it. I fucking hate it. I'm like, you, I hate that everyone keeps calling me the hero, even though I was playing as evil as humanly possible. I hate the fact that this crappy school like keeps like calling me back and being like, oh, hero, come back and get more missions to go out. And I'm just like, I just want to team yeah. up with the Jack of Blades, kill my mom and take over town. And then they're like, no, you yeah. can't do that. You got to fight Maze. And, and then it's like, yeah. I, fuck, I just, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to gloss over it. I don't. If anyone loves this story, I apologize. But I'm like, I, this story licks ass. It is fucking terrible. I thought it was boring. And I was like, yeah. this game would have been so much more fun if there wasn't a fucking story. And I, I mean, mean you that. spend the first couple hours just like killing bandits. Yeah. Dude. And then like, oh. there's no like middle ground between that. And then like, oh, Jack of Blades is a big bad guy. Everything's fucked. You got to go stop it. Like, no. it's just... Killing some bandits, killing some bandits. Okay, here's some crazy shit happens. Now go beat the game. Dude, if you were to ask me to sum this game up in like in in chapters, it would be uh, I'm a stupid kid running around farting on everything, which is the best part of this game. You can run around and fart on stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a little kid running around farting on stuff. Now I'm in this crappy school. Now I'm killing bandits. Now I'm in an arena for like eight hours. I hate yeah. that motherfucking arena. Uh, now I just saved my mom. I killed my sister and the game is over. Yeah. Like I, Oh, I agree with you. I fucking totally forgot about like, you spend so much time <laughs> fighting bandits. And then what is the story with that fucking arena? Oh, I, yeah. I forgot about the arena. So I was watching you play it and I was like, why the fuck is it going on so long? A third of that game is this one fucking part. <laughs> in this shitty arena and like i like what they tried to do with the combat i think i've made that abundantly clear i i drastically prefer action rpg rpgs to like the turn-based jrpgs but like only when the action is at least kind of fun and i don't think the combat in this game is all that impressive to begin with 
It's very yeah. tedious. And then you get thrown into that fucking arena where it is literally like a dozen fights or something. And it goes forever. And and I don't know how everybody else was when they got there. But I, I don't know if I was overpowered or if the game was just easy. But I was never even in remote jeopardy of being killed in that arena. And it got to the, like yeah. I was like looking at my phone at times and just mashing attack as enemies came near me. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. Uh, the arena is pretty easy. Like, did you to, find... like, there's a couple bosses that are like kind of bullshit, but not because they're hard. They just have they're just bullshit. <laughs> like, did you find the game like? And I mean, listen, maybe part of this is on me because I had a ton of healing potions and stuff. Um, I I found this game, uh, like, almost laughably easy. Like very, very easy. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I feel the same. I think pretty much just like um, what those those big um golems that throw rocks and shit at you. Like mm-hmm. those things are pretty much the only thing I ever had tough uh, tough time with. Yeah, and even them. Like I I ended up early on getting this spell, uh, where I could like I don't remember if I hit the ground or not, but basically I'd bring up like a circle of fire around me, and so yeah. when it came to fighting those big rock throwing fucking golems or whatever they are i would just get near them hit them with the fire and then do the back dodge when they would do their attack and then come up and hit them with the fire like they i was like autopilot yeah um and like and i don't want to sound yeah, like I you're just in it right like if you want yeah. to like go up and fight them normally you can't because they'll just throw rocks at you till you're dead yeah exactly yeah but like i don't know if i prefer that more or less to just the fucking endless waves of bandits like oh so yeah. So many fucking <laughs> bandits. And it was just like, I literally at times felt like Raphael in the first Ninja Turtles movie, like where he's fighting them. And he's like, I mean, come on. How do you guys expect to beat me? Except like they like, never. What kind of arena has all these bandits in it anyways? Like what is going on in this world? I don't know. I don't. This whole, this whole world is just <laughs> bandits. It's bandits in maze. That's the whole fucking world. Um, yeah. Now I know like I'm shitting all over a lot of this game, but like, one thing I, I liked and hated at the same time was was the combat because I, I it took me a long time to get a feel for it and that might just be uh, a byproduct of the game being almost 20 years old and the way that things yeah. have changed now. So I don't want to dunk on the controls per se. But I do like how simply they let you swap between uh, swinging a sword, shooting a bow and arrow, or using magic and the fact that you don't yeah. have to specialize in one. But you can use all yeah, three. Building your character was was really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I like especially like I don't know like I don't play a ton of Elder Scrolls, but when I do play Elder Scrolls, I usually end up focusing on two or three characteristics and like you know making that my build basically. And mm-hmm. I liked that this game like you could focus on your sword attacks and then just you're like I'm bored of this. I'm gonna switch over to the bow for a while, or I'm bored of this. I'm gonna yeah. start casting magic. Uh, I think the magic is the standout of the three. But I like that you can oh, switch yeah. between all three. Did you? Would you like the magic? Yeah, yeah. The magic, the magic's really good in it because it, it's you have like a hundred different spells. Yeah, it was insane so how many. That's... Like I ended up only having five or six. There, there's yeah. literally like dozens and dozens of spells. It's it's insane that like they don't they don't give you bows and shit. Like there's no real other ways to attack. But if you want to play with yeah. magic, you can fucking go crazy. Yeah, it's like pretty much all the weapons work the same. All the like, yeah, you have a bow, and then that's that's it. And then you're just like 
30 magic spells that are all do different crazy shit. Like, yeah. And some of them are like, did you have magic spells in particular you really like? Cause I have, I have three that I, I, I love. Um, I really like, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but there's the one where it creates like a bunch of floating swords. Oh, I never, I don't think I saw that you. one. Wait, so that what are they, wait, cool. I'll, I'll, sorry. I keep talking over you. I'll shut up. What do they do? I don't remember that spell. It like creates like a bunch of floating swords that'll attack when you attack. Oh, sick. I never and saw that. As you up, yeah. As you upgrade it, like more, it just creates more swords. That one was pretty cool. There's like a, a dash one that lets you like dash through enemies, I think. Yeah. That one was pretty cool. And then um, I like the lightning. Yeah. The one that <laughs> the, you start the with. Shooting lightning is just, is just cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like that's the spell you start with is you basically just like yeah. shoot lightning out of your hands or whatever. Uh, I like the lightning as well. I love the fire, the spell. That one became my go-to uh, where I would just like, call a giant ball of fire out of the ground and it would hit anyone around me because when you're getting swarmed by these fucking bandits, I would just use my sword until I had a bunch of them on me and then, you know, and just blow them all up to get them all away from me. Um, and then yeah. late in the game, I just had like experience points to blow and I bought the incredible Hulk spell and, uh, I fucking loved it. I love that fucking spell where you like you, your character just like, triples in size for like 30 seconds oh yeah yeah that one and just goes yeah, like that's a we, we were calling it angry adam while i was playing it like on the stream <laughs> it was like it's time to go angry adam and he would just start fucking everybody up i once yeah. i started using it i was like this spell fucking slaps uh yeah that's uh that's one of those ones that you can uh you can glitch the game to make your character just like stay that big oh fuck that that would make an already easy game like fucking yoshi's crafted you don't get to keep the buff with the glitch you don't keep the buff you just keep the size okay but it's hilarious just seeing you be this absolute giant Mm -hmm. just walking around the rest of the world yeah it was like so okay so like and those are just a few of the spells like i had a couple more that i didn't really use much i had one where uh i think i could hypnotize enemies and i had one where i could stop time um yeah and i didn't really use them very much but like yeah, I, I frankly was a little shocked that they didn't put more time into the melee attacks. Like, there's really only so yeah. much you can do with archery. Like, you aim your bow and you shoot it. But, like, yeah. like, like you well, said... That's why they add guns into the second game. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, you so... get musket. You can, you can use a musket or a bow. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool, actually. Um, but is it? But is it, like, one of those guns where you, like, shoot it once and then you have to, like fucking take the cotton pole and like clean it out and like and then like fire again and while you're doing it the dragon's eating you and shit i don't i don't know pretty Um, much yeah it's a lot slower fire rate but it does a lot more damage more damage yeah like so that was the one thing i liked about the melee attacks to an extent was they went with the like you know if you want a big heavy hammer it does more damage but it swings at like half the speed and i'm i'm like i'm down with that but i just felt like there was more there like they could have made them attack differently and stuff like that. And, like, games older than Fable fucking did that. And I felt yeah, like they all just kind of swung exactly the same. It was just the speed at which they swung. Um, So, like, it, it kind of became, like, I didn't switch out my melee weapon very often because I didn't really have a need to. And you could attack the or attach relics to, like, give it, like, a fire ailment or whatever, or alignment or whatever. Uh, but I never really mm-hmm. felt the need to do that either. It just didn't really seem to matter. Yeah. Know? Um, yeah, you had all this customization, but you didn't really need to use 
a lot of it. No. It's kind of the big, the big letdown of the game. Yeah, well, one like, of yeah, the, I can do all this stuff, but I don't need to do literally any of it. Well, it was just, it was just like how you could like, you could buy all these different tattoos and buy all these hairstyles and, and facial hair yeah. designs, but like you couldn't toggle your helmet on or off. And so I would, (laughs) I would wear like, I had this dope, like I look like shredder. Like I had this awesome looking fucking set of armor that I loved. But like, I think you, somebody was watching one of the streams at one point was like, dude, take your helmet off for a minute. And my guy looked like he was glowing blue and he just like had horns on his head because I was playing it evil. And I was like, that's so sick, but I can't put my helmet on and get the armor buff without covering it all up. And it just seemed like such a, it just seemed like, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, well, that's the other thing with um, leveling up, too. Leveling up each of your stats changes how your character looks, but it's so, like, you don't notice it until, like, you look at, like, a comparison. Yeah. I think of, like, an endgame character compared to the start. Like, your strengths, like, each time you build up one of those skills, you get, like, a little buffer. Your your skill ones uh, for, like, archery, uh, that makes you, like, taller and then magic puts like runes on your on your skin, but like you said, you're covered in armor the whole game. Yeah, you can't see and anything. You can't really. <laughs> I just I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, if you play evil, you get yeah the devil horns. If you play nice, you get like a halo around your yeah. head. But and like, like your hair changes color. Like you're blonde if you're good, and your hair's like black or gray if you're evil. Yeah, but like there was just you couldn't see anything. I just I was yeah. I was really disappointed. Like. I maybe some people are gonna think this is stupid, but like legitimately one of my biggest disappointments with this game was there was no way to toggle your armor. Like still get the buff yeah. but not have to wear it. Because like yeah, I wanted to maybe. see what my character looked like. I was like, why give me all these like every time I came <laughs> every time I came across a merchant and all they were selling were tattoos or facial hair, I killed them. Every time. Because I was just <laughs> like, these are useless and you're a disgrace to my in game world. Um now that said and, I, and we're dunking on that. I will say, uh, I wish they had done more with it, but I did like the emphasis on how you could play good or bad. Um, yeah. I just like, I was disappointed that like they kept calling you the hero, no matter how evil you played and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But at least it wasn't as simple as just like, you can play good or bad and it doesn't really matter. Like if you play bad, mm-hmm. People run away scared from you. You get a reputation. You get the devil horns. You get stuff like that. I just wish that it had, had more of an impact. Like, I think it would have been cool if they started calling you villain or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I have it actually impact the main story instead of just, like, the world. Yeah. It felt like it was halfway. That, I just, this entire game feels like it was halfway there. Not unpolished, yeah. just... It felt like this is where we want to get, and they're like, we either ran out of money or we ran out of time. This is what it is. Uh, yeah, just disappointed me because I I love playing the villain, and again, I don't mean I don't know if it's even I you know what no fuck that it is. I was gonna say I don't know if it's fair to compare it to Kotor, but I don't give a fuck. It is. They're both RPGs and they're both on the same system. Uh, yeah, like when you play well, evil you can in compare Kotor, it to Jade Empire. What's that? You could compare it to Jade Empire instead. Now, I never played Empire. I didn't play Jade Empire. Was it okay? Uh, I loved it, yeah. Uh, I like it better than KOTOR, but okay. I, I never really got into KOTOR. So. Okay. 
See, like I, I. But this isn't the Jade Empire podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. That'll be some other day, and then I'll fucking everyone will get mad at me for hating that game. Um, yeah, you won't hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I will. But like, I love Kotor. I've never hidden like I, I, I like that became one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And when you played Evil in that yeah. game, it fucking mattered. Whereas, like in this yeah. game, it felt like it mattered, but only in like a cosmetic sense. Yeah, um, or like there's, I think there's like a few side quests that you can only get if you're good or bad. Yeah, there were some spells I think too that only worked if you were good or bad, or you can only master them if you were good or bad or something. Yeah. Um. Now the one thing though is like, and you mentioned it uh, to me, this game's biggest strength. Well, yeah, to me, it has two big strengths. One is. You know what? Let's quickly gloss over this one, and then we'll get into the free roaming and some of the shit you can do. Because I think when most people think of Fable, like that's what stands out is the freedom to do some things. But mm-hmm. the other really big plus to me in this game was uh, I actually really like the graphics in this game. And I'm not a graphics guy. I really enjoyed the art style of this game a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, kinda... they, they really pushed the Xbox. Uh... Yeah with the graphics yeah and i thought just like the style of it they kind of walked this line between realistic and cartoony like when i was playing Mm. it i was kind of comparing and i've never played world of warcraft so i don't know if world of warcraft looks like it does in that south park episode do you like is it i don't know how accurate it is to that episode and you know what i don't play world of warcraft either. yeah but you know the episode (laughs) of south park i'm talking about right yeah like that's to me that's what this game looked like and I loved it. it. It looked kind of real, but it looked kind of cartoony and it had a very laid back kind of feel to it. And I liked that it wasn't photorealistic everywhere and stuff like that. I just, I just, I really do. Cause I feel like all I've done is shit on it. And I do want to give credit to the things I liked. Uh, I, I really did enjoy the art style of all of it. The way the characters look, yeah. the way they look kind of big and cartoony, but it all looked kind of real at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like they didn't go too far one way or the other. I, I, I really enjoyed the art style. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that I thought was really rad about it, uh, was, was the freedom and the ability to kind of fuck around and like, you nailed it, dude, like half an hour ago when you were like, the best part of this game is just fucking around. I, I was borderline like bored playing the main quests, but when I was just going into villages and, killing people and buying up all these houses and fucking around. I was having a blast. Yeah. Like that or was like running around kicking chickens. Yeah. That's always fun. Uh, yeah. Or just like, <laughs> you see how far you can kick a chicken. I don't think I did that. No. Oh, wait, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did do that. Yes. Near the, one of the houses I bought, I was just punting this fucking chicken yeah. around. Yeah, and like there, like in your in your like log of like it's like all your accomplishments and stuff. It's like bandits killed, like werewolves killed. It's like meters you kicked a chicken. Yeah, like, hell yeah. I you could like go into towns <laughs> and like just kill people and then buy up all these houses and then just be this like evil landlord. Um, yeah, which like I wish they had done more with, but I thought it was really fun. Like I was, yeah, they, I, I, they do more with that in uh, in the later games. It's yeah. like a huge part of Fable Three is uh, owning a bunch of uh, houses and shit. Okay, because now having money. Another thing is people have brought up was that in the future ones you can have kids, and in yeah. this one we had to look it up because like I hadn't come across it anywhere. So we looked it up while I was playing it, and it turned out in Fable One you couldn't have kids. Um, yeah, you could just get partners, right? You could just what? 
you could just get you could just marry people. Now that's what I was gonna. I don't know. Like I think so, but I never did. I I just stayed a bachelor that went around killing everything. Yeah, um, I, th- I think you can. But I'm I think you sure can you too. Can. Yeah. You can't have a kid. Yeah, I think you can too. And like, so like you were allowed to do stuff like that. You could just go from area to area and just like kill merchants for fun or kill whoever you want. And I thought all that was was like really fun and neat. I just again, here's the like. Okay, I just I don't want to gloss over the freedom to do whatever you want because I did think it was fun to just walk around and like I would go into villages and kill people and then the guards would start running at me and I would just stand in like the middle of a town killing every guard that came up to me and like dropping farts and laughing and shit like that. Like I was having so much fun just doing that and then eventually they, I'd run out of people to kill and then I'd have to go back out into the game and then I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Because like before we move on, is there any of those like freedom things that I we didn't bring up that you wanted to like? I don't feel like there's much else to say about it. But if there's anything else you want to bring up, uh, yeah. Did you ever get drunk in the game? No, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can buy all the the beer to did, yeah. like trade. Yeah, but yeah, if you go to the tavern, uh, you can just drink a whole bunch of beers, and it just makes the camera go all wonky and stuff, and then. Uh, and then he'll, he'll, like, just get sick and throw up. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Oh, man. I wish I'd done that. I didn't do that. I would have totally done that and then gone over to the school near the house I bought where I go and fart and burp on all the kids. And I would have gone in there and just started puking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, with, the, with the freedom to do whatever, there's definitely a lot more just fun fuck around stuff if you're a bad guy than there is if you're a good guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like... Um, like if you're a good guy, you can like run up to some kids and wave at them. Ooh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're bad, you can run up and fart in their face. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> that was my yeah, it was fun to just fuck around it. It was that was more fun. Um one of my one of the things I, I fucking hated I don't know why, like maybe I you're not gonna offend me if you're like, no, I think this was a you problem. But I, I I'm just curious <laughs> like did you did you find the fucking map system as weird in this game as I did? It took me a long time to wrap my head around yeah. the fucking map in this game. Yeah, the, the map's hot, hot garbage. It Right? Thank you. Fuck it's, it's, like, it's like the map in God of War. It's just, it's not good. It's just, the map looks cool, but it's not useful. Like, if you've never played it, the map, it, it looks like this big open world, but it's not. It's like all of these little dots, and you can go from, like, dot to dot, and when you're in the dot... It loads up like a tiny little area. And I assume it was their way of like circumventing, you know, being able to load up giant areas. They're like just quick yeah. little loading screens. But like you, it could literally take you 10 seconds to run from one end of a dot to the other. And then it's like load up the next dot. And then it's like load up the next dot. And then the map doesn't show you where you are in that dot or anything. And I, I'm so programmed to think that like the map is real time and it's showing me exactly where I am. So it took me forever to wrap my head around how this fucking map worked. And I just yeah. like, oh, I, I, this game is not as big as they want you to think it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, they certainly did a good job at tricking you to make it look like it's that big, though. Yeah. This, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. This, this game is a well taken dick pic. They, they make yeah. you think <laughs> that, like, they're like, oh, but then you turn the camera the other way and you're like, oh, that's like a mini Pepsi can. Yeah. 
I don't know if that analogy. There no, we go. Fable. <laughs> Fable. The well-taken dick pic. Fable is a well-taken dick pic. Yes. I'm going to remember that for episode 300's little fucking montage of stupid quotes. Um, but it is. And I just, like, you want to explore. And I want to go around and do more things. But then I realize, like, I've gone to every dot on the map. And there's really not that much in the dots unless I want to go fuck around. Like, and, and like, if you want to get side quests... Like, the side quests either suck fucking ass, like, oh, go find books for these kids to read, or you have to go back yeah. to the, the um, uh, like, academy over and over again. Like, yeah, and, and the boasts on the quests all fucking suck, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, like, boast your quests where you can, like, take on additional challenges for more money, but they suck. Yeah. They're, like, do them naked. Yeah. Or yeah, don't... I, I did them like a couple times when I first started playing it, and I was like, nah. Yeah, me too. I said, fuck Wait. this. And that's the other thing was like, I I barely found that I needed money at all. Yeah. Like I I spent it because I had it, um, but like money did nothing. Like you said, you, yeah. there's like that whole thing where you can buy up like the beer kegs, and it's like supply and demand. You could get them cheaper off some people, and then flip them to other people. I think I did that once, and then I just was like, I never needed more money, especially once I started buying houses and renting them out. Yeah, um, I found the very start, you don't have any money because, like, you're going to these places, you see everything at the shop, like, all the cool armor and stuff. You're like, oh, I want this armor and this one and this one and this cool weapon and this cool weapon, and you can't afford anything. Yeah. And then pretty quickly, you're like, oh, I can buy whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, exactly. Without any real challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found the money fucking practically useless um i did you know what i did like though speaking of like resources and stuff uh i actually i really like the experience point system in this game not so much mm -hmm. the collecting those stupid orbs every fight you win but how you level up your abilities and it took me i think you were the one that explained it uh and maybe i could have just read the instruction manual and it would have made sense um but like i don't know like so if you've never played it you can upgrade like your uh, your strength abilities basically which is like your melee attacks your ability to take damage stuff like that you can upgrade like your speed your archery your ability to talk to people and get better prices and you can upgrade your magic and it's like each of those three things get individual experience points but then you also get more generic experience points and then when you go to level them up say a magic spell you want costs 5,000 experience and you have 3,000 magic experience then you can pay the 3000 and then top it up with 2000 of your generic experience that can go into any category. Um, I don't know. Did you, I, I liked that. I don't, did you, I don't know. Like, yeah. 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 I also like it cause it goes back to what you said about like the freedom to build your character. You want, how you want. Yeah. Like I would, I would save my general experience as much as I can and only try and use the, like the specific experience on something. Cause then if I wanted to mix it up, and try something that I wasn't using, then just pump all that general experience into it and, like, not be super weak or whatever. Like, yeah. There's yeah. a new spell you want to try. You can just get that spell and then level it up a couple times right off the hop. And, dude, some of those spells get fucking expensive. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes a lot of experience to, to match your character. Yeah. But I, I and like... you don't need anywhere near match. No, not even close. No, not even close. Um, like I assume that like, if you want this game to challenge you, you have to do it yourself, like weaker armor, 
maybe weaker equipment, maybe taking on more boasts or fucking whatever. Yeah. Cause like basically you do all the boasts every time. That's the only way it's going to be hard. And even then it's, it's artificially difficult. Yeah. And it's I, and, hard and I don't play wise. It's, it's hard cause you have no armor on. Yeah. And I don't know if this is uh factual or not, but I don't, I don't think the game level scales with you. It might, I don't know, but like, I felt like I was over leveled for about half the game and I wasn't grinding yeah. or anything. Uh, I don't think it does. It might scale like HP for enemies. I'm not, I, I, I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't either. Because even when I was like even getting then hit. Even if it does, it's nothing crazy. No, even when I was like getting hit, it wasn't doing any damage. And the odd time it did, I had 80 healing potions. So I was like, yeah. all right, no problem. I can fucking heal up. Oh, uh, I like that it does the GTA San Andreas thing of like if you eat too much you get fat and stuff like yeah. that. There was one of those stupid mystery doors, which I gotta say those. The, so there's all these locked doors you come across, and they won't let you in unless you satisfy certain conditions. And they might be something like I only let in evil people or good people, or your combat um, multiplier has to be higher or whatever. I went to one. And the door said something along the lines of like, oh, it's another one of you skinny little wiener heroes. And he's like, and basically he was like, I want, like, I like big butts. He was like, I want a heavy hero. And I just yeah. stood there eating like every pie and uh, all the meat that I had. And then I went back and talked to him and he's like, oh, that's better. And then he let me yeah. in. And he was like, <laughs> it wasn't even something that I wanted, but I just love that he was basically like, you know, fucking go oh go you're fat. so skinny yeah. eat eat yeah exactly he was a grandma he was like <laughs> eat your skinny bones and then he let me yeah. in some i didn't get into most of those doors i got into a few and i never really found the rewards all that worthwhile but i did think they were entertaining yeah. to just talk to and hear them like insult you when they wouldn't let you in yeah they were funny yeah, yeah i don't think i don't think there was anything you really needed out of any of them no i don't think so either but once again just Collect it for the sake of collecting it. Any anything you can find normally in game is more than enough. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I just I hope like I don't want this episode to sound like I just kinda glossed over this game because I put, you know, twenty hours into this game. I just I, I just didn't it just didn't impress me. I I didn't hate it, but it was like I just it, it just felt like an appetizer for what this series could have been. And that's why, like, when everybody yeah. is, like, talking Fable 2 and Fable 3, I'm like, some people are like, oh, they're way better. And some people are like, oh, these fucking games suck. And I'm like, I can totally see how, like, I can see this franchise going in either of those directions. Because I I feel yeah. like it literally depends on, like, like, what mood I'm in, whether or not I could say whether I even liked Fable or not. Um, I, oh, oh, Keegs, uh, the fucking menus in this game lick ass oh yeah like what the <laughs> fuck can. what the fuck like i think these menus are worse than secret of mana's menus like i fucking yeah. hate uh, uh, i don't know if i go that far uh, but they're they're pretty bad uh now the one thing i liked was that as you play it kind of sets your your left right up and down uh like items or mechanics or whatever on the d-pad to what's topical like, yeah. you know, if if you need health, it'll it'll set an apple to it, then a pie, then a health potion. Or if you need magic, it'll give you magic. Or if you need an evil laugh at this moment, that's what will be loaded up there. 
But God help you if you fucking try to go into them with the D-pad and set something else. There's so oh, yeah. <laughs> many useless expressions and laughs and things. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, did I miss something? Table, you can play the game your way. Oh. Whatever the fuck the tagline was. Oh. It was like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even, I can't think of a fucking comparison. It just fucking... Imagine, <laughs> like, imagine having a deck of fifty-two cards, and every time you want to do anything, you need to flip through the deck of cards and find that, like, a, like the nine of diamonds. Like, it yeah. just—I got to the point where I was like, I would love to play with more of these evil laughs and stuff. I'm not fucking around with this. This is stupid. Um, I hated it, and and navigating the main menu where you do like your invent, like your your uh your armor and all that. I don't think it's much better, frankly. I, yeah, I hated it. Yeah, it's just kind of like a basic ass menu. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, I'm thinking back to like Super Nintendo RPGs had cleaner menus than this. Yeah, and because well, it gives you like so much information on stuff, but none of it really matters. That that's it. Yes, th- that's it's exactly just numbers it. for the sake of numbers. Ah. Oh. Hey, you can smile with the left corner of your mouth up or the right. And you can raise an eyebrow while you do it. Flare your nostrils if you want. What does all that accomplish? Oh, nothing. Uh, but you can do it. Fuck yeah. me. Ugh. Anyways. Oh, oh. And okay, now this one oh. I don't I don't know if this is a I don't know if this is a fair criticism because maybe this was explained in the manual and I just didn't read the manual. I kept coming across these treasure chests that were like, hey, you need 10 keys. You can open it. And I was like an hour from finishing the game without a single key. And then I think yeah. you, someone in the stream was like, well, you got to fish for them. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Fish and dig. What the fuck? Why don't you just give me keys as like rewards? Like make enemies drop yeah. keys. Whatever the fuck is in a chest. I Could you know what's in that 10 key chest that's at the academy? Uh, I think it's just a sword. Oh, you fucker! I would have been so. There, there's, a, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of those chests around. I think you need like fifty keys total or something like that. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't. You I get, found like, one, one key at the key. very start of the game, and then that's that's it. Fuck you! I found. Like, I think one there key. might be a thing in passing where it's like, yeah, you can you can get more keys from digging or fishing. That feels like nothing other than them being like, oh my god, this game is six hours long. How do we make it bigger? Yeah, that, that's what it feels like to me. I don't know. I... Well, in the second game, uh, they give you a dog that can go find the keys. <gasps> you get a dog? Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, I'm intrigued. All right, all right. That just pretty well guaranteed that at some point I'm going to play Fable Two. At some yeah. point. And, and your dog, your dog also changes based on your alignment. Oh well. yeah, so he can go like a total like devil dog if he wants to. Like if you're evil. yeah, yeah, he'll turn like black. If you go evil, and then if you're good, he'll turn into like uh like a golden retriever. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. Fuck yeah. All right, I'm already intrigued. So in Fable Two, I could have kids shoot slow guns and get a dog. Yeah. All right, I'm in. And I assume that Whisper is not in Fable Two. Uh, no. Because she's dead. Because you fucking did you kill her? I killed her. Uh, I didn't the first time. I played good the first time, but the oh. second time I played through. Oh, ah, oh, fuck! I hated Whisper. Oh yeah. So on that note, if you played, so at the very end of the game, you get to choose. You can either keep this fucking uh, sword of uh, Aeons. Sword of Aeons, I think. You can keep this, like, badass sword, or 
uh, you can get rid of it and like save your sister. Um, I'm just curious what you did. I I I I fucking killed my sister. I play evil. I wanted that sword, and now I'm just the lord of apple pie and farting. Yeah, same thing. I I saved her at first because I wanted, you know, I was playing the good guy, and then the second time I was like, ah, fucking kill everybody, give me the sword. Yeah, you got to. And then like, there's post game, but like, I didn't feel the need to play like. I guess that as we kind of start wrapping this down, like that's what this came down to. I know that I know there's, listen, I, the game won the poll for a reason. I can't imagine people voted for this game in a 24 game poll because they were like, Oh, this game sucks. And Adam's going to get mad. I'm sure this game has its fans. Um, yeah. I, I just, I yeah, literally I mean. like, it's a fine game. It just, it's not anything. No, it just, it just, yeah, it just feels very not even at the time, right? Like you had you had Kofor, you yeah. had Morrowind, you had Jade Empire. It's... Like Bioware is cranking out the best of their best back on the Xbox. Like yeah, Jade Empire and, and Kotor. Like Elder Scrolls is putting out Morrowind, like the the Final Fantasies. Yeah, like I I listen. It's always very difficult to review uh, a game that a lot of people like that's old that I didn't play back then because it's, it's, it is borderline impossible to not compare it to games that came after it. And that's not fair, mm -hmm. but it's just the fact, you know, symphony of the night. I'm like, it, I mean, the thing that pissed me off about that game was that fucking hidden castle, but I, like, but even the Metroidvania <laughs> aspects of it, I was like, it's just, there's so many better Metroidvanias now. And that's not fair to symphony of the night. I'm just saying it's very hard not to do yeah. that. And every, literally everything Fable does has been done better since Fable. Everything. Yeah. But even... I mean, if you if you want the Fable experience, just play Kingdoms of uh, Amalur. Yeah. Dude. Oh, I love that fucking game. Um, yeah. That was a better that game Fable. That basically what, what I feel like the direction that I wanted Fable to go in yeah. and not the direction it took. So, yeah. Agreed. And, and even if you want to say, like, well, that game came out, because I think that was a PS3 game. Um, yeah. So even if you want to be like, well, that came out after Fable, but like you brought up the point, Keegs. This game came out in the same era on the same console as games like Kotor, as games like Jade Empire. Um, the PS2 had the GTA games and had yeah, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy X, exactly. Uh, fucking the Switch had fucking you know Thousand Year Door and stuff. Or pardon me, the GameCube. Pardon me. Um, yeah, yeah, that thousand year door. Fuck, there's a Dreamcast, and Game I guess Keeper. this was gonna be a Dreamcast game at one point. I was reading that. Oh, wow. Um, but fuck, there's a ah, oh, there's a fucking RPG on the Dreamcast that nobody shuts up about. Skies of Arcadia is oh, that what? Skies it is? of Arcadia, yeah. Yeah. So like, I <laughs> I do that think Fantasy Star Online. Those are the two Dreamcast RPGs. Yeah. So like, to me, like, it's not fair to compare Fable to say. Because I agree with you, I think Kingdoms of Amalur is is a is what Fable should have been, and maybe it's not fair to compare it to that. But you're goddamn right; it's fair to compare it to RPGs from that generation of consoles. And we just listed off a ton of RPGs that I just feel like I, when I was playing Fable, I felt to me it felt like they put so much time into the art style, into the graphics, which I liked, and into these stupid meaningless little customization options and little, you know, facial expressions and ticks and shit like that, that like they had no time or money or whatever left 
to flush out the game. And I, I yeah. felt disappointed because <laughs> I was like, the skeleton of this is a good video game. Yeah, they just kind of forgot to, to make a game after. They're like, oh, so like, uh, what's the game? What do you mean, what's the game? Look at these tattoos. Yeah. And yeah. this goatee you can have. Okay, cool. That's great. But how does that make you better? Uh, yeah. What do you mean make you better? It's it's that's exactly what it like it's it's it, like I thought the map sucked I didn't think the world was very big I thought the side quests and the main story were boring as fuck the game was fun when I was just fucking around but there's only so yeah. much fucking around you could do um, I didn't yeah, exactly. hate it I I don't think it's a bad game it just like <laughs> this is episode two hundred and one and I have dropped that meat <laughs> on the bone analogy on at least a hundred and fifty of the previous two hundred episodes of this show. But I don't know if they've ever applied to it that that franchise like that that statement has ever applied to a game like it does Fable. Like this just feels like there's it's really good meat. There's just not very much of it. Yeah. And it disappointed well, me. Well, because that was the main selling point of the game. They're like, yeah. look at all this stuff you can do, and then you play it, and you're like, even if I did all the stuff, it only took me thirty hours. Yeah, exactly. You hyped this game up like it was gonna be an all you can eat buffet, and it, it wasn't at all. You know, does this sound like the actions of a man who had all he could eat? Shout out to anyone that's that reference. Um, <laughs> I don't even have anything left to say. I literally feel, I guarantee you no matter what. Oh, I, did, uh, yeah, I mean, some people praise the music. I thought the music was okay. I didn't think it was anything yeah. special. It was fine. Yeah, um, like it, it fits the setting, but like, you know, I'm not sitting there like, ooh, let's go back and listen to the Fable soundtrack. Yeah. No, not at all. I... Yeah. Um, Apparently, Danny Elfman did the theme song, though. Who's that? That's cool. Uh, he did um, like uh, all the Batman movies back in the day. The like all the Tim Burton movies. Oh, sick! Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, fuck. This game should have been more like Batman. Then it would have been better. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I think I'm ready to score it. Is there anything we missed? Is there anything? that you're very passionate about that you're like, Oh, we forgot to bring up the, this. Uh, no, I wanted to, to just like art and the recording just, to fit the, the mood of the game, but <laughs> I got nothing. No, that's fair. You can't, yeah. If you fart on demand, you can't do that. That's not healthy. Um, yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? This game takes about 12 hours to beat. So we're going to score it out of 12. Um, now keep in mind, if you've never played this game before, if you actually play it, you will spend four of those 12 hours in the arena. Um, and then another two breaking out of the prison. So there's really like 20 minutes of game here. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to take shit for it. Oh, that's, that's one thing I wanted to add with it in regards to the arena. Just arenas are fun. I love them. They're usually my favorite part of an RPG. But when you're forced into it and you have to go through it for as long as you do in that game as part of the main story, that's not fun. Oh, God, it wasn't fun. It like, was so... go to the arena as part of the main story. You do, like, a couple rounds, and I'm like, hey, here's 50 more rounds you can do as you get stronger and whatever and, and play the game. You can come back and do it again. Or don't. Yeah. We don't care. It, you know what? I'm but, like, I think I brought it up while I was playing it on stream. Uh, I really like the Thousand-Year Door, Paper Mario, the Thousand-Year Door. But I fucking hate the chapter where you have to do the wrestling company and it's like uh, 20 straight fights or whatever. I uh, hate it. Um, oh, I love that part. <laughs> uh, like it was better <laughs> than get arena shit on this being game. forced into an arena. Yeah. That's the one arena where I love being forced into it. It was, it was way more entertaining than the arena in Fable. But I just, yeah. I hate having to like, 
Oh my God. Like you said, give me like three or four fights and then be like, by the way, there's extra ones that are hella difficult with great rewards. If you want to do them, don't be like, all right, well, I hope you cleared your clock or your schedule. Cause for the next two hours, you're just going to fight over and over. And at least the combat in, th in thousand year door is fun. Once you've blasted, yeah. like I got to the point of going through the arena, this game where I was like, I would just go incredible Hulk for a while, then blast flame for a while then swing my sword for a while. And it was like, I've done all of these. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Anyways, I fuck. I hate that. Fuck The only good part of that arena was at the very end. I got to kill whisper. Yeah, that was, that almost made it worthwhile. Cause I fucking hate yeah. it. So but not I mean, quite. you probably could have just killed her. Anyways, oh, hours of her and then her, and then her fucking dipshit brother got in my face. Like, oh, you better. I'm like, oh, what are you gonna do? Fuck off. <laughs> like, I'll fucking kill you too, yeah. you asshole. I was like, oh, yeah. I hope you fight as well as your sister does. You fucking suck my ass. Um, all right, let's score this thing out of twelve. Twelve hours. If you were scoring Fable out of twelve, what would you slap on this thing? Uh, I'll give it six and a half chickens out of twelve. Oh. Wow, that's lower than I maybe was seven, maybe right. seven, seven chickens. Right. Because it's it's a fun game. It's not no, it's not bad. There's just not enough. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I had that like seven. Like it's like a C. Except for the know. arena, the arena is too much. Oh, the arena fucking sucks. But, uh, but otherwise, the game's fine. It's fun to fuck around in it. Like it works. Yeah, it's just not. It's, it's there's just better RPGs at the time. I just have no, like, I like I can't express how little interest I have in ever going back and playing this again. Uh, and it was fine, but I'm like, I know exactly what it is. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, like a 7 out of 12, it's like a C. It, like, is literally the, it is, it is, it is, in every possible way, it is, like, it is an average video game, in my opinion. It is yeah. not bad, but I don't think it's particularly good. Um, and just as someone that doesn't even like RPGs, I would rather play KOTOR. I would rather play Final Fantasy X. Um, I mean, those are the only two other RPGs from that era I can think of that I have played. But like, I, yeah. to me, both of those games are, are miles ahead of Fable in my books. Um, yeah. Anyway, and those are fair comparisons because fuck you. So... Uh, well, I mean, even Final Fantasy X came out before Fable, so... Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I don't, I don't, I'm never playing it again. I'm glad I... I, I am glad I played it. Like, it's one of those... Yeah. I feel like it's just one of those games that comes up all the time, and I am glad that I finally got around to it, and I saw it for myself. And I do think, like, if you've never played it, and you're listening to this episode, uh, if you have an Xbox, it's on Game Pass. It's free. Um... I think it's worth downloading because I could see like this is the type of game that I could see somebody like loving when I thought it was meh and I could see somebody hating it when I thought it wasn't that bad. Like I, I could totally yeah. see this game going literally from a zero anywhere from a zero to a 10 on somebody's scale, depending on what they're into. So yeah. I, it's worth like, even even if two people are into the same kinds of games, like they could just have completely different feelings about it. Yeah. It's worth it's just, trying. It's, it's just a weird, weird game. Yeah, it's. I I agree with what you said. To me, the closest comparison is is um, uh, Kingdoms of Amalar, and yeah. I just think like if you if you really like Kingdoms of Amalar, then try Fable and just expect it to be like 
Amalar light. Just a half yeah. half of an Amalar. So, um, fuck yeah, good stuff. All right, well, I'm glad Fable's finally off the fucking list. Now I'm just going to have to listen to people yell at me to play or not play Fable 2 for the next fucking two years. Um, I mean, it's got the dog, though. Yeah. you, you got to play it. You basically sold me. Any game where I can have a dog, <laughs> I'm probably going to fucking, I'm probably going to yeah. try it. Um, yeah, and you get a dog right off the hop, so. All right, yeah. All right, I'll play it. I'll, I don't know when, but I'm going to play it. I got to play with the dog. Uh, Keeks, fucking uh, good job, buddy. I appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on again. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Keeks, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Fable. And uh, to every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first experience with Remember the Game or maybe your 201st. 201 episodes holy fuck uh regardless of how many episodes you've listened to thank you so much for giving us a chance i really appreciate it if you're a diehard fable fan and you love it i hope that i wasn't too hard on your game because i don't hate it i just don't like it it's just it's just there it's a c it's just there um listen if you didn't hate this podcast maybe consider leaving us a nice review on your podcast service of choice i'd appreciate it i don't know what they accomplish but I know the good podcasts ask for them, so fucking right, I'm going to do that as well. And uh, if, you, if you're like, I can't get enough of this guy's sultry voice, maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. It starts at just 2 bucks a month. You get two additional podcasts every week, plus instant access to about 200 archived episodes. Plus, you can join our Discord. You can write in to be on Play One, Remake One, Erase One, and all those things. You'll get a shout-out. You can DM with me. It's about the best use of $2 ever. 5% of it gets donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton as well. Wins all around. And if you're sick of being naked, and you need a shirt or something, hit up RememberTheGamePodcast.com and check out our 20% off uh, merchandise sale. We're running it for the entire month of June to celebrate 200 episodes. Just use promo code RTG200 at checkout. Save 20% off all of our shirts. We have some fucking rad merchandise too. It's some nice, it's not shit. It's like really, that's why I teamed up with Joe from 4545 Creative, our artist, because he's talented. So he covers for my lack of talentness. Uh, so check that out if you are interested. Oh yeah, and I'm on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash member the game if you want to come by and hang out that would be really cool that is going to do it for this week's episode i am going to get out of here get this edited and get it uploaded so you can all hear it i will be back tomorrow for all our patreons with expansion pass number 114 which will be my spoiler free tunic review i'll be back on friday with game patch 93 boy i think it's episode 93 of game patch where we'll talk about all the biggest news in the world of video games uh and there's a lot of big news coming up so it should be a busy couple of weeks over there and i'll be back next week with a whole nother juicy slab of video game podcast goodness because that's all i do with my life thanks a lot everybody stay safe be nice to each other clean your controllers wash your hands and uh, i'm going to shout out some patreons and leave take it easy everybody cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are signed up at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame, so I'd like to take a moment to fuck up a bunch of their names and thank them all personally. A huge thank you to... 
Makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre Keys and his stupid fucking arrow handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, The Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Nathan Tremblay, A Town, Morgan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copland, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Enzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Untercard, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Raysan Wontongo, DBXJ, Stephen Dalp, D- Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Ch- Chaffee, God, I suck at this job. David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Pork Sword, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt, the surgeon who's not a surgeon, Roe, Tyler, Nightmare, Blaine, the hoagie man, Terry Douglas, Benjamin Swiller, Pet My Peeve Podcast, Tristan Teen, the great, Hegel Waffle, Esteban Navarro, Kach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Nicole, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Salty by Design, Jason Workman, Deb Boys on the Roof, Oh, What the Fuck, LOL, Max Lagroom, James, Gianfrance, Oh, Juan Francisco, I think. The, sorry, James. The the Jamidi, the Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Tug Jones, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Justified 01, Lucas Charleston, You Lick My Butt, IR Jackal, Thirand, Isaias. How is this still so hard? Tech, Tech Mage 299, Timothy... Timmy, the exuberant turtle, Lance Jones, I should just quit right now, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, and Radioactive Man. Look out. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody. Sorry about the butchered names there. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Ah, jeez.